Welcome back to the weekly podcast of The Spectrum. I am the host, Molly Rio. Each week, we welcome a new guest from the Dartmouth High community. Stay tuned after this short break for this week's edition. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of our Spectrum podcast. Today, we are with some of the members of the Dartmouth High Theatre Company, and we are going to be asking them questions about their theatre production this weekend called Christmas New England. So we're going to have them introduce themselves. If you could say your name and what class you're in. Hi, I'm Emma Fernandes, and I'm in the senior class. Hi, I'm Riley Robert, and I'm a sophomore. Hi, I'm Isabella Raposa, and I'm also a senior. Thank you. So I hear that this is a unique play to what you guys have been used to in the past. So can one of you kind of explain what the play is about and um, just what your, your role is? Yeah, so Christmas in New England is actually a musical review. So what it is, is it's a series of short vignettes, which are short scenes that don't necessarily connect to one another, but they all kind of tell like the meaning of Christmas and stories of these past Christmas memories, most of which actually come from Dennis's life himself. So our director, Dennis, is actually the guy who wrote the show. And it's pretty well done by comparison to like what we've done in the past. It's really different. And it's really cool to get to do something so different. And that comes from his mind. And he created this whole world based on his childhood. And we all get to bring that to life. So it's actually a series of short scenes that don't connect to each other, but that all connect to the overall theme of Christmas. So instead of playing specific like roles, we all kind of get to take on roles of ourselves and we get to tell our stories of our Christmas's past. That's really neat. I'll go to Avery. So you said it's a bunch of different stories. Are there going to be any stories regarding COVID and kind of how Christmas spirit is still being pumped up and kind of being hopeful during the Christmas time? So there aren't any vignettes that specifically state like, oh, COVID's here, but it's still Christmas. But because of the COVID restrictions, we do have to perform the whole show socially distanced. We're all wearing masks throughout the entirety of the show. The audience has to wear masks in order to see the show. And so all of that comes into play. So there aren't any moments where we specifically say like, oh, COVID is here, but it's still Christmas. But it does kind of hint at that because a lot of the show is about the Christmas spirit in general and just being like, hey, it's the holiday season. We got to come together. We got to be happy and support each other now more than ever. And when the world is so topsy-turvy is one of the lines in the show. So I think that it does hint at it, but it's not explicitly stated. Are you guys wearing like the mask so you can like see your facial expressions in them? I've seen those. Yeah, so we have clear masks that our director Dennis bought for all of us. Um, he, we don't have to wear them if we don't feel comfortable, uh, but it's, it is nice for the audience to see our facial expressions and uh, really get the feel of how we're feeling on stage, which is really nice. That's sweet. We'll go to Josh. Uh, in that same vein, how do those masks affect like singing or just speaking as a whole? Because like they're like plastic masks. Do they like? Do you have to have the mic differently? Like, how does that work? I'll go to Riley. 
So it's basically, it feels kind of the same. It does get a little bit muffled, but it's not that bad. Um, we don't, we still have mics. They're just taped to our foreheads and it's a lot better than just having the black mask or a disposable mask because you can actually um, feel our emotions and see how we're feeling um, on stage during the show. Yeah. That's pretty neat. We'll go to Sophie. What was your favorite part about making this production? Um, and how was that affected by COVID? So for me, I think my favorite thing has been getting to see this show come to life. Because when it was announced that we were going to be doing Christmas in New England instead of White Christmas, I know for me, I kind of had a moment because White Christmas is one of my absolute favorite Christmas movies. And I think that's what we're doing next year instead. So that's going to be really good. But for me, I kind of had this moment of like, oh, what is this show? What is this Christmas in New England? I've never heard of it in my life. So I think that getting to watch it come to life and getting to discover this universe because none of us knew what this show was going in and all of us had to kind of figure it out it's something the format of it is like we've never done before it has no plot really but it's just this series of interconnected stories and it's all just so magical to get to watch it all come to life and we get to make our own Christmas memories the whole time so I think that that's meant the world to me. That's really cool. I'm really interested to see how you guys are connected to it because um, I've gone to every single one of Emma's plays since we were in third grade um, and I've watched her play Oompa Loompas. Um, what else have you been in Shrek? What were you in Shrek? Yep. Um, oh my god. Everything. Mary Poppins. I remember watching Miracle on 34th Street here. So I'm kind of interested to see how you guys will be incorporated into it. That'll be kind of cool. All right. So I, I'm also curious too about how you guys personalize this. I know that um, the director wrote the the play itself, but it sounds like it's personalized. Um, did you guys have a role in writing these little vignettes that are connected together? And I'm also curious too: is there a narrator that's going to narrate the the whole um, production together? Yeah. So. Since the director wrote it, um, we have no idea what's happening in his mind and how he felt. So he told us to connect all of those experience he had um, to ourselves. I know um, somebody in the show um, had basically an experience he had, and I know she related that to that. And that really helped her uh, present the emotions uh, he felt on stage. Um, Is there a yeah. narrator? There isn't a narrator. Um, it kind of just goes with the flow. Um, each each vignette is like a new thing. There's no narrator, but um, it's fun fun to watch. I find it funny how you guys are kind of being vague, so we have to come watch the show to like find out what you're talking about. Because <laughs> I'm like, what new thing? <laughs> what? But yeah, we'll have to come watch it. All right. Any other questions? Just for the audience, like, when are the show times? How can they buy tickets? Like, are any shows sold out? Like, what, what should they know about getting tickets for the shows? And mainly last minute tickets as well. So, we can all buy tickets at the door. There's also um, an online place to buy tickets. 
and it's really just like for the seating you have to, it's first come first serve there's no assigned seating and it's all it's all a masked event and the shows are tonight at seven friday and then saturday there's a showing at one and also at 7 p.m So what about the set? What have you guys done for the uh, the set of this show? I mean, it sounds like it kind of takes place mostly in a home. Uh, have you set up one particular home? Is there any like shifting that goes on during the um, the play? And I'm curious about costumes too. Is it is it set in modern times? Is it you know because it was written by the director? Has he set it in the in the '90s or '80s? I don't know how old your director is, but you know, is it present time? I don't know if anybody can speak to that. So basically it's our costumes. It's just like what you would wear for like a night at Christmas Eve. So like you're dressing nice, like to see your family because we're all like around our family. And there's definitely a lot of things to make you feel festive. There's a lot of Christmas trees and there's a fireplace. It's all like in a home around Christmas time. Yeah, for the set, it's really just one living room, and any of the vignettes that take place inside take place in this living room, but then the vignettes that are outside take place in front of the living room, and the curtain closes so that you, it doesn't look like we're inside the living room, you know, and so that curtain closes, and you can watch the other vignettes that take place in front of it. We have, like, some Christmas trees that come out for points in the show. We have a couple of other fun things that come out during the show. And then the costumes, we all kind of just wear like a Christmas sweater and that's pretty much it. So we really just try to spread the holiday cheer and have that spirit getting all the way around. That's neat. All right, we'll go to Sophia then Avery. Um, I know that last year the um, productions were filmed and streamed. Um, is anything like that happening this year? Do you know? I know that someone's there to film the show. I'm just not sure if they're streaming it somewhere. It might be on the Dartmouth uh, Channel news, but I am not entirely sure on that question. I remember last year for Mr. Parati's class, I was piecing together We Will Rock You, um, like minutes before it was due so it could be released at night. That was a ton of work. It was at the stadium too. That was pretty cool. So I was in the auditorium eating um, one day and I saw the leg lamp from a Christmas story in the set. And I was kind of, I don't, without any spoilers, I was wondering if you could give any context to that. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, it was three years ago now, I believe we did a Christmas story here and you probably know this better than I do. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the living room set that we're using is just completely recycled. So our set is actually just made up of pieces from other sets that we've had. So I'm sure that if you look closely, especially for alumni from the DHTC, you'll be able to see all these moments from all of your past shows, which I think is really cool too, because a lot of the show circles back to making these holiday memories. So I think that having holiday memories embedded into the show is really what kind of makes it so magical. I believe it is. I was actually thinking that too, especially because the walls are pink, like around the, the walls are pink, right? And I was like, this kind of looks like a Christmas story, but I'm like, oh, it's probably unrelated. Okay, that's fine. 
Uh, just more about the set. I've noticed I'm in the band and I like we have rehearsal on the stage and I've noticed like some pictures like on some of the shelves. Are those pictures of like actual members in the theater? Like, can you just speak to some of the context behind that? Without revealing too many details. Yeah, so those pictures are actually from one of the shows that I did. And I know another one, two of my other cast members were in that show. It was actually a show that wasn't here. It was through South Coast Children's Theater. It was a straight play. And that whole, like, the background living room set, that was the whole set that was used for that show. And that was, I think, 2019, two years ago. So it's just fun to, like, go back into that set because that was probably one of my all-time favorite shows to be in. It's called You Can't Take It With You. It was a straight play from, like, the 1930s, I think. So. All right, we probably have time for one more question, and then we're going to have to end. Any more questions? So I'm curious about the tone of the play. So it's all uh, Christmas-based. Is it Happy Christmas? Is there, is there Sad Christmas um, in there? Are there any fake guns that are part of this play? <laughs> is there going to be an Alec Baldwin moment in this in this play somewhere? That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of bittersweet in terms of its tone. Uh, like I said, a lot of it is reflecting on past memories and looking forward towards creating new ones. So the bittersweet part comes from all of these happy memories that you're seeing on stage. A lot of them, for Dennis, I know, are from people that are no longer with us. So I'm sure that it's bittersweet for him. I know it's bittersweet for me in that I know that for me, this is my last show with the company. So it's like, wow, that's that's it. That's the ending for me. So it's bittersweet because of that. And the way that I just connected to my personal life and that I connected to my memories of my holidays, it's just kind of like, wow, like that all happened. And what if it never happens again? But then there's all of this more Christmas that can still come in the future to still look ahead at. But no, there are no toy guns that will be going off on stage. That's not something you'll have to worry about. That's over. But um, it's a really good show overall, and I would definitely recommend coming to see it. No. <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck. Break a leg to you guys tonight and tomorrow. And this concludes this week's edition of the Spectrum Podcast. We'll see you next week, Dartmouth High.